Okay, so we're recording everything good? All right, uh, we started a new teaching series, and the title of the teaching series is The Church, Soul Battles, and Deliverance. The Church, Soul Battles, <clears throat> and Deliverance. Now, when you look at this, you may think that these are three separate things, but it's one conversation. Okay, it's one conversation. The church, soul battles, and deliverance. Now, the church speaks to the fact that we are supposed to be light. We are supposed to be salt. We are supposed to be ambassadors. We are supposed to be a city that is set on a hill. Uh, we're supposed to be his elect, his chosen, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. We are supposed to be all together. All Say all together. All together, we are supposed to be his temple, his body. So we are supposed to be the church. When the Father looks into heaven, there's two families. There's the family of Christ, and then there's the family of Adam. You belong to one, you function in one or the other. Now, we're supposed to be the church, which means we're supposed to impact. We're the light, which means we represent divine truth in earth. When the world sees us, they should see the Father. When Jesus told us to pray, he said, Our Father, which art in heaven, we're going to make your name holy. We want your kingdom to come. We want your will to be done, not ours. We want his will to be done. And, and, and when, the, when his will is reflected in earth, it is done by the church. Now, you can be a child of God and not be a part of the church. I know we've heard people several times, you don't have to go to the building. The building ain't the church. You are absolutely right. But you have to come to the building to, to be trained to become the church. Okay? The church is the family. But the church is those who are called out of darkness into his marvelous light. And so we are supposed to be the church. We are supposed to be the ones that impact. We are a new flavor. We are the salt of the earth which means we preserve it. The only reason why he has not came back is because of us. Because we're here. The only reason chaos has not overtaken everybody is because we're here. The whole reason why there hasn't been a, 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 a sin has not absorbed this planet to the place where he had to destroy it is because we're here. So the expectation is that we are going to be the ones. Uh, someone, uh, Bill Johnson said something that I thought was very insightful. He said that the church is so eager for him to come back to fix something instead of being wanting him to come back from something we've already fixed. We want him to hurry up and come back so we can go to heaven and so we can have peace. When he already gave us peace, he said, peace, I leave with you. You ain't, there ain't no more peace. <laughs> you got to engulf yourself in his word. So we're supposed to be the church. We're supposed to impact. We have to impact. If you are not impacting, you are not the church. It don't matter if you go to church. It don't matter if you pray. It don't matter if you fast. It don't matter if you pray in tongues. If you are not impacting, you are not part of the church. Jesus said, I will build. So the church has to be what? Built. It has to be built on the rock. And so we're supposed to be the church. 
The church means that we're impacting, which moves me into soul battles. The reason why we're not impacting is because of soul battles. The children are, are, we are we're, we're fighting him. We're fighting to not do his word. I know that sounds crazy, don't it? But we fight. We come to church and we fight not to do it. We get mad when the preacher say a scripture that hit us upside the forehead, forehead bleeding and everything. It ain't my fault. I just said the scripture. But we have soul battles, which means our battles, our, our minds does not want to come up under the jurisdiction of Christ. He said, forgive. You ain't got no choice. <laughs> he said, love. You don't have a choice. Ain't no choice in the matter. He said, give. You don't have a choice. He said, sir, you don't have a choice in the matter. But we battle with it. And one of the battles that, that really, and I'm, I'm going to hit it, I'm going to hit it and I'm going to leave. But one of the battles that bothers me in the church is the, do we have to pay tithe? Really? <laughs> the Bible says that, that he called the apostle, prophet, the evangelist, and the teacher, and he said that we're supposed to get our money from preaching the gospel. But we were asked. Do I have to pay tithe? Do I have to give offering? Well, he said, he who teaches, those who are taught should receive from those who teach. He, they teach. Does the Bible say that? I ain't say that. <laughs> That's not me jockeying for position or trying to get in your pockets. The Bible says that if we pour into you spiritually, that we should reap naturally. Did I say that? Now, here's the soul battle. We will argue with that. But then at the same time, we'll say that the, 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 the uh, um, wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. We don't have a problem with... <laughs> we don't have a problem with the wealth of the wicked being stored up for us, but we have a problem giving to those who teach us. It's soul battles. One can't be possible without the other. You can't believe in one and not believe in the other. You can't say, bless me, Lord, and then he say, give. And you, no, wait, hold on, what you mean? <laughs> bless me, Lord, give me, but I don't have to give. It's a battle. And I see people on social media all the time, the church taking all the money. What do you mean? I mean, you don't say nothing about these rappers. You have no problem with them throwing up. they in a strip club. They told you what they did with the money that you spent on their albums. You have no problem. One of my messages killed every catalog of your favorite rapper. One message makes every catalog of your favorite rapper trash. Why? Because the more you listen to their music, it, 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 it demotes your soul. It relegates you to, to a human. You actually pay for them to kill you. Soul battles. And, and so we have these soul battles going on. We're fighting to, be, to do the thing we want to do versus the thing he said to do. Not understanding that we don't have a choice, which leads me to deliverance. You don't need to be delivered. You need to obey the word. You don't need to be delivered. The reason why we think we need to be delivered is because we don't obey the Well, for one, we got the wrong idea of what deliverance is. Who in here is born again? So... 
you've been brought out of darkness into your marvelous light, right? So you've been, so you've been born of God, right? How much more deliverance is that? He pulled you out the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his beloved son. How, the Bible says he rescued you. You know that's the same word for deliverance? We don't need to be deliverance. We, need to, we don't need to be delivered. We need to be obedient. The more of the word you put in you, the more you push everything out. That's why we have to be believers. Everybody ain't a believer. Everybody's not a believer. I'm not sure everybody's saved. I'm just being honest with you. I'm not sure. We say, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, but then we didn't want to follow through. We said we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, but then we didn't give him our life. We gave him our problems in our situations and our circumstances. And, 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 and the, the, we were told that he would give us the desires of our heart. He don't give you the desires of your heart. He give your heart the things to desire. I'm just warming up. Just give me a second. Okay. He's not going to give you the desires of your heart. He's not. I was telling somebody yesterday that you want a thing from him, and he wants you to, to have that thing, but he has a thing that he wants from you. And until you give him what he wants, he can't give you what you want. And so... He will leave you sitting right there, hoping, wishing, and wanting, because he know if you give it to him, you're going to bail him. You're going to bail. He already know. He knows. The moment he gives you, if he gave us a million dollars, I wouldn't see happen. Look, we already ain't, ain't at full capacity, but if he gave a million dollars, you got stuff to do. You got stuff to do because you got to manage that money. You got to make sure you keep it. And he said, no, I need you settled in my kingdom. I need you to understand who you are as my child. I give it to you according to your maturity. The Bible said that although we are children and we own everything, <laughs> he said we, be, we, we remain at a slave state until we mature. He said, so what I did was, Mahogany, he said, I put you under tutors and governors to the appointed time. So somebody's over you, teaching you, teaching, preaching, praying for you, showing you how to do these things so you can get it. And in the middle of you trying to receive the thing, what ends up happening is this. The more you don't get what you want, you bag away from his work. Am I on point? Come on now. It's, it's a natural thing. The more, we, the more we say, Father, I want this, and we pray for stuff and we don't get it, what, what happens is we start to faint. And then what we start to do, we start to check into deliverance classes. We started, what is going on? No, you ain't being obedient. That's the only problem. You don't need, there's no, you don't have no demons in you. I'm, look, you don't have no, there's no devils there. <laughs> And if there is, all you got to do is come in and, and, and agreement with the word, and it has to flee. The Bible, let's do a deliverance. Y'all want to do a deliverance right now? Let's do a deliverance. Submit to God. Here we go. <laughs> come on. Come on. Let's do a deliverance right now. Submit to God. Resist the devil. And he flees. You're delivered. It's as simple as that. The issue is you don't want to submit to God. 
Because sometimes submit to God is submitting to another person. Sometimes submitting to God is, is not in agreement with your plan. And that's where the five stages of sonship come in. Because when I'm an infant, I just want what I want. It don't matter. I, and I'm going to cry till I get it. Come on, y'all know what I'm Stop. Work with me. I ain't talking about you. I'm, I'm talking about us. Amen? Amen. We're going to cry till we get it. We're going to pout till we gonna get it. We're going to withdraw until we get it. But the more you do that, the more you don't get it. <laughs> the more you don't get it. They call Satan children, watch this, the sons of disobedience. What have they been disobedient to? The word. So that voice in your head that's telling you don't do it, don't obey, that's telling you not to follow in line and protocol what the word say, that is Satan. Here we go. Submit to God. <laughs> Y'all ready? Let's do a deliverance. <laughs> We're going to do a deliverance today. We're going to get delivered. I promise you. Submit to God. Resist the devil. And he flees. If he's there, you agree. If he's there, it's because you agree. It's in an area that you agree with him in. And until you disagree and agree with him, he has no right. He has the right to be there. The Bible says who the son has set free is free indeed. Bible says that the word sanctifies you. Come on. That's why I said I don't have anything against deliverance ministries because we, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to do our thing too. But at the same time, I just don't see it in the scripture. I just don't see it. But we, I mean, let's, let's do it. We thank God for it. But I, I want to raise y'all to do it the way the Bible said. Jesus never said that we were going to come together, somebody was going to pray for us, and then everything was going to come out of us, and then we're good. No, the more you put that word in you, the more you eat that word, the Bible said that the word has to become what? Flesh. It has to occupy your whole body. It has to occupy your mind, your heart, and your soul. Y'all ready now? I just want to warm up. So that's the series that we're doing, the church, soul battles, and deliverance. And the reason why, because whoever wins the soul builds their church. Whoever wins the soul expands their kingdom. Satan is after your soul. He wants your mind. He wants your will. Watch this. He wants your emotions. He wants your intellect. So whoever wins the battle of the soul expands their kingdom. It's the reason why we see more darkness than light. Satan is winning the soul battle. It's the reason why we're relegated to gospel music. How is that? It's just supposed to be music. And it's supposed to be under the jurisdiction of God. But now we're relegated to we're just gospel music, Christian rap. 
How do we identify that? Because it's talking, it's talking about the things of God and there's no profanity. How do we get there? Because his children don't want to obey his word. That's it. I'm talking about us. Say us. I'm talking about us. We don't need to be delivered. We need to obey. We need to lose our minds to get the mind of Christ. Now, what's the mind of Christ? I only do what my father tells me to do. That's the problem. And he never needed to be delivered. He never had to go to a deliverance session. He never needed somebody to pray over him. Once again, let me say I'm all for deliverance sessions, okay? I think they are very effective. But after you get delivered, you better put that word in you. Because if you don't put the word in you and you start thinking the same way, it comes right back. If I get delivered and I don't obey the word, what happens? The very thing that I was delivered for, it comes back. And then the Bible says it comes back seven times. So you become stronger. And a lot of times when we go for deliverance, you, we go for deliverance, but the ministries that give us the deliverance are not putting sonship back in us. It's not putting covenant conversations back in us. And so what they're doing is they deliver us, and then they put religion back in us, which is a type of de demonic thing. If I deliver you and then put you back to legalism, you're not delivered. You're not free. You can set yourself free by obeying the word in any given area of your life. First scripture, Genesis chapter 2. Y'all having fun already? Because we got work to do. We're not here until he comes back <laughs> to get us. We're here working to get something accomplished so he can come. Now, if you want him to hurry up and come back, just get to working. Listen. <laughs> Genesis chapter 2, verse 9. It says, the Lord God caused to grow out of the ground every tree pleasing in appearance and good for food, including the tree of life. Say tree of life. In the middle of the garden, as well as the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, what is a tree? A tree signifies or symbolizes a fully mature thing. It is rooted and has branches and leaves as proof of life. And the fruit of the tree reveals the kind of tree it is. The Bible lets us know that you can tell a tree come on finish it for me by the fruit it bears. So when you are fully mature your actions it reveals the fruit. The fruit reveals the tree. The fruit has seed in it that reveals a genetic conversation which we call DNA. So for us the church the Bible tells us if we meditate on the word, then we will be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water. Our seed is Christ. 
which is the word. Y'all see? (laughs) Our seed is Christ, which is the word, and the word is life. We getting it? Y'all with me? Our seed is Christ. Christ is the word. The Bible says in the word there was life. And that life was the light of men. So if Christ is the seed and he is the word and the word has light and life in it, then what type of tree should we be? A tree of life. We should be a tree of life. So it says that in the middle of the garden, it had the tree of life, and then it had the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, the tree of life. Life means sustenance. It means maintenance. So if you eat from this tree, you get sustenance from heaven. You get maintenance from heaven. You get your relationship from heaven. Community is from heaven because the Bible says that we are citizens of The Bible says we are citizens of heaven. We are to get our appetite from heaven, and we are to be alive and living because of the tree that we eat from. So we have the tree of life, and then we have the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, the knowledge is perception. Perception. It's skill, it's discernment, it's understanding, it's wisdom. But if it does not come from the tree of life, it leads us to darkness. Y'all with me? Now, it said it had two trees. You have the tree of life and you have the tree of the knowledge of, of good and evil. Now, when it talks about good, good means what is sensuous to man, that which is appealing and glorifies his senses. So what we can touch, taste, feel, see, and our intellect can understand. That's what's good to us. It is intellect according to man's understanding. It's not intellect according to heaven. It is that which is ethical, which means it is that which conforms to social standards. It is that which is benign, meaning it's not dangerous to your health. It's not recurrent, but neither is it progressive. So it just exists. It is that which is pleasant to the appetite of man. This is where we get the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Now, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, this is when we eat from that that tree and we eat things that are good, but they are not godly. From this tree when we eat, this is where we get ideologies from. This is where we get philosophies from. Here, this is a big one. This is where we get opinions from. Do we understand that our opinion don't matter in the kingdom? Do we understand that? I need, I, I need you to know this. That because your opinion gets you in trouble. Because none of us have a say, and the Father has already spoke, our opinions go against him. It go against him. He never asks us our opinion. What do you want me to do? <laughs> it, is the re- it is the rights according 
to desire. This is where we get religion from. Then we have evil. Evil is that which opposes divine things. Evil is that which opposes divine truth. Evil deals with things that are malignant, which means they are harmful and injurious. It deals with things that bring us to an unpleasant death, pain, unhappiness, misery. Things that have us constantly in need of mercy. <laughs> now, it's important because as we go into this, he told them not to eat from this tree. It deals with being unkind, which means I'm vicious in my disposition. I'm going to show you I don't care. I'm going to show you you got the wrong one. <laughs> Y'all already knew because she spit off everything. <laughs> Evil deals with darkness. It deals with wickedness, iniquity. And this is where we get crime from, criminal activity, suffering, death, agony, suicide, murder, religious behavior. It's no strange thing that after Adam and Eve fell, the first thing that happened within their family life was one son killed the other. How did this happen? It happened from the tree that they ate from. So, Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, we're getting into it. It says, the Lord God took the man and placed him in the Garden of Eden to work it and watch over it. Say, to work it, to work it. and watch over it. Now, this was the first time, watch this, don't laugh at me, okay? I'm not playing. This is the first time God said, where well, the Father said, take your spiritual life serious. This is where he first said, take your spiritual life serious. He put him in the garden to work it and to watch over it. He put his presence in you. His son is in you. His spirit is upon you. You have a spiritual life. Now the job is for you to work it and watch over it. Amen? Amen. Verse 16, it says, and the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree of the garden. Say freedom. freedom. Say liberty. liberty. So in love, the Father always gives us boundaries. There's things that we are free to do, and then there's things he say, don't do that. I was talking to a young, let me finish this. It said, it said and the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree of the garden. Say, say you are free, free to eat from any tree, from any tree. of the garden. Verse 17, but you must not, say, say you, must not. you must not, eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For on that day, you eat from it, you will certainly do what? Die. So, in Christianity, as children of God, there are things that we are free to do. But then there are things where he said, don't eat from that. So in Christ, as, as his children, there are things where we can eat that. But then there's things he said, don't eat that. Because the moment you eat 
that, you're going to die. <laughs> I was talking to a young buck one day, uh, came over my house, one, and, and he was sitting outside cussing like a sailor. I don't even know why they say that. I wasn't in the Navy. Okay? Cussing up a storm. And I said, do you talk like that in front of your parents? He said, no. I said, why are you around here talking like that? Okay, but, but that ain't the kicker. I said, I said, do you know how many cuss words there are? He said, no, I don't. I said, it's about seven to ten cuss words. <laughs> Y'all see where I'm going, right? <laughs> I said, do you know how many words there are? He said, no. I said, millions. You can use the millions of words, just don't use these. I deal with artists all the time. They come in the studio. I'll be like, you got good music, but the moment you say this, you cut off a whole audience. The moment you cuss, you kill a whole audience. You, the moment you cuss, you can't, it's a whole audience. You can no longer entertain them. They will not turn your music on because they're responsible to their soul. And they come in there and they still, no, I got to have that. In. Yeah, well, well, now God won't promote it. <laughs> so he lets us know, if certain things I tell you you can do, then I have certain things I'm going to tell you, don't do that. And the moment you do that thing, and we're going we're gonna to talk about the music and stuff, because the Bible says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world, but lose his soul? What does it profit you to listen to something that is going to damage your soul and you can't become what the Father said you are? So he placed them in a garden, and he said, you are free to eat from any tree of the garden. He said, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For the day you do that, he said, you will certainly die. Now, to eat means, it means to devour. It means to consume or to feed according to one's appetite. To die means to perish prematurely spiritually. Amen. So it's things that you eat that will kill your spiritual life. Soul battles. To, premature, to perish prematurely means that you, you, you die too soon before the manifested life due to neglect of spiritual wisdom. It means that you could lose your position. You're seated in heavenly places eating from Satan's table. What does it do? It relegates you to be one with Satan. When he cursed Satan... I know y'all think that he, you know, really cursed him as a snake. He didn't curse him as a snake. He put him to the lowest level that you could possibly be. And he wanted us to know that the moment you come into agreement with him, you go down with him. In the kingdom, we have, watch this, we have the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Satan. Y'all get that? Okay. We have the, I, I missed one. We have the Father, we have the Son, we have Holy Spirit, we have human life, and then we have Satan. The reason the Father did not want them to eat from that tree because they were, they were already seated with the Son. The moment that they ate from the tree, they became human. And the, 
And now they had a choice who they could agree with. The moment they agreed with Satan, they became like him. That's why we were born in sin. We didn't have a choice of the matter. It all came from the fact of what our parents ate. <laughs> Whatever situation you're in right now, it happened because of what your parents ate. So he told them, he said, the moment that you eat from that tree, the tree of the life the, of knowledge and good and evil, he said, you will surely die, meaning you're going to lose life, which is sustenance, maintenance. You're going to lose the relationship. You're going to lose community. You're going to lose an appetite for things of the kingdom. And in place of that, what you're going to do, you're going to start receiving information and knowledge that is sensuous to men. You're going to start receiving things that are intellectual, but they have no spiritual substance to them. You know, the highest IQ on this planet is, is, the, is, is extremely low in the kingdom. The highest IQ on the, what's the highest IQ? Was it like 180, something like that? Is low level in the kingdom. Intelligence is, 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 is low level in the kingdom. That's why the Father always tells us to ask for wisdom. He never tells us to ask for intellect. He tells us ask for wisdom. Because the difference between intellect and wisdom is intellect can define words. Intellect knows definitions. But when it is wisdom, you define it with your life. When it's intellect, you define the definition, but when it's wisdom, you define the word. That's why when Jesus was eating with the, with the sinners, the Pharisees couldn't figure it out because they were intellectually, they intellectually understood the law. And by them understanding the law, they, they did not understand what Jesus was doing because according to the law, you shouldn't eat with sinners. And Jesus told them like this, Jesus said, wisdom will vindicate itself. You don't see why I'm doing this because I am the word. You have the law, but you don't understand the word. So he's sitting with them and he's eating with them and they come over and they want to talk to him. He said, look, I'm, you don't understand. Look, uh, 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 physicians don't come for people who are already healthy. Now, at, we all know this story, right? So we all know how it ends, right? So, <laughs> you don't know? <laughs> if you look in the New Testament, the whole conversation is based on what happened in these first two, three chapters in Genesis. In Romans chapter 8, verse 5, it says, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, their minds set on things of the spirit. Well, what is, he what is he talking about here? Eating from the tree of life or the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He said, now the mindset on the flesh is death. But the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. It, verse 7 says, the mindset of the flesh is hostile towards God. And, 
and because it does not submit. And because it can't submit, it can't resist the devil. It can't resist the devil. Because the mind can't submit and it's hostile and it's set on fleshly things, it cannot submit to God. Then the scripture says, indeed, it is unable to do so. So it says, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Now, this is the same conversation that he just had with Eve when he said, I'm going to put you in a garden and you can eat from the tree of life. So you can eat spiritual things, he said, but I don't want you to eat carnal things. He said, it's a lot of music out there. I don't want you to listen to the world with profanity in it. It's a lot of music out there. You're free to listen to music. Say, I'm free to listen to music. But don't listen to the stuff that defiles your soul. Because the moment you eat that, now what you have is you have a, 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 a dis, you have a, a sway in the spirit. Because now your mind has something else to agree with. Long as I stay locked into what the words say, my mind only agrees with the word. That's why the damnation and the hell that is going to come down on people who push homosexuality is because you're giving kids another choice. And why you see all the chaos around around the people who are in music is because if you're going to put, every time darkness is put out there, what it does is it detours somebody who the father predestined to conform to the image of his son. Because the music is teaching them how to conform to the image of Satan. Shoot them, kill them, steal, rob them, dump the body in the lake. So pleasing God is to set my mind on spiritual things or to not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Is this making sense? Is this making sense? So the title of the teaching that we're going to do today for a couple minutes now is Appetite for Demotion. An appetite for demotion. Who want to be promoted? Well, you only get promoted for what you promote. Your promotion only comes from what you promote. The appetite for for demotion refers to an appetite that leads us to eating, devouring, or consuming things that will lower our rank in the spirit. Things that will relegate us to to a less important position even within us. I'm going to show you. When Paul came to the church in Corinthians, he came to him and he said, I wanted to give y'all meat. He said, this is why I came. I came to teach spiritual people. He said, but when I arrived, I could only teach carnal people. He said, you were, fle- he said, you were in the flesh, and he said, you were infants. He, but, but watch this. He said, because you are infants, I cannot give you meat. So because of where you are, you are preventing me from pouring more into you. You get that? The more you agree with him, the more he pours. 
The more you disagree with him, Jesus said, if you listen to my teaching, I'll add to that. But if you don't listen and obey the teaching, I'll take away even that which you, which you have. That's why in, 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 uh, in first chapter of Romans, you see three times where the Bible said he gave them over to do what they wanted to. It's called a reprobate bind. It, it means he'll, he'll let you do it, he'll let you do it, and then he'll get to the point saying, I ain't bothering you no more about it. Now you got to come to me. But now you got to fight through hell. Now you need a deliverance ministry. <laughs> now we need, that's when we need the deliverance ministry. When you can't obey him. When the word is right there in front of you and you can't obey, now you need to be delivered. Y'all with me? Because when he came to the Corinthians church, he said, you, he said, he said the problem is, is y'all are fighting, y'all fussing, y'all arguing, y'all choosing. Y'all saying, I like Apostle. I like Pastor Kirby. I like, I like Dr. Hardy. He said, is Christ divided? He said, Christ is not divided. He said, the jealousy, the, I'm getting to my point. He said, the jealousy, the envy, he said, the strife. He said, are you not acting like, watch this, mere men? So where you're supposed to be sons of God and daughters of God, there's envy. He said there's jealousy, there's strife. You're eating from the wrong tree. You have an appetite for a demotion. I can't give you what I want. I can't even talk to you like I want to talk to you. Because you're demoting yourself and your, and your ability to hear with how you think. Say help. We need help. So we choose flesh over the spirit. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. So after you keep on, keep on, keep on, keep on, you disconnect yourself. They told us when we came into the church that, that sin disconnected us from God. No, our minds constantly drifting away from him. He said do it this way, and we decide we're going to go 30, 40, 50 years, and we're just going to keep doing it the same way. The wages of sin is what? Death. But the gift is what? Eternal life. So what we have to do is start to take on a mindset that, watch this, this is a lifestyle. Um, this is a lifestyle. You might as well get used to it. We come here every Sunday. We praying. We fasting. We we, you, you might as well get used to it. This is what we do until Jesus come back. You might as well get used to it. If, if, if you get lethargic, you better, you better pump and prime yourself. It ain't another way. I wish it was. I wish I can come and give y'all a CD and then y'all be good. I wish I can pray over y'all and y'all good for the rest of your life. I wish I can say some words to y'all and y'all can come every once a month and then and, and, and you can get your, your entire spirit. I wish we could do that because it's less work for me. But this is a lifestyle. This isn't something we do on Wednesday and Sunday. This is an everyday thing. When, you, when we signed up for this, we signed up for eternal life. So you signed up for a life that extended beyond your flesh, which means you got to practice things beyond your flesh if you want to live beyond your flesh. We're supposed to be on earth living like we don't have no flesh. But this all happened because of our first parents, Adam and Eve. They put us in this situation. 
to where now we have to make a decision. We're going to choose. We're going to seek heaven or we're going to seek earth. They, they didn't have a, a, a chance or they didn't have an opportunity to make a decision of which one they were going to do. When the father created Adam and he gave Adam the instructions, he told him, he said, he planted, he planted the man in the garden. He didn't plant the woman in the garden. He planted the man in the garden. And he told him, he gave him specific instructions of what to eat and what not to eat. And after he gave him the instructions, he created woman. That's why I tell women that the man came with a destiny before you. He came with instructions before you got there. Before you take his last name, he already got instructions. He already got his instructions. So he don't need yours. <laughs> Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. Let's get into it. It says, the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. It says, one day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Now, woman literally means woman, but this ain't an indictment on women. Amen? Amen. Okay? I want y'all to know that because I see y'all. I see y'all already. I see y'all already now. Y'all about to throw something at me. Okay. This ain't, this ain't about women because the thing about it is, figuratively speaking, women represent the, the uh, uh, emotions. Man represents intellect. So Adam represented the intellect of God, but Eve represents the emotions. So Satan didn't talk. And remember, they're one. They're one. So Satan, so in our, mind, in our soul, we have a, our mind is the entrance into our soul, and then the heart is the exit of our soul or the fountain of our soul. Woman represents the emotion. So what Satan does is he doesn't speak to your intellect. He speaks to your emotions. He catches you when you're emotional. Come on. <laughs> he catches you when you're mad, when you're angry. When there's envy, when there's strife, when there's jealousy, he catches you in a place where you are emotional. So he wasn't talking to the woman. So when he's talking, when he's speaking here, we're not just talking about him speaking to the woman. We're talking about him, us as even men, how he talks to our emotions. He speaks to our emotions. That's how he gets us to obey. That's how he catches us. That's how he does witchcraft on us. That's why I can't stand emotional men. That's why I can't stand emotional men. Because when a man is emotional, he'll, when you do this, and this, do this, and this, do this. Shut up. What does the word say? Next time you hear somebody get emotional, say, shut up. What does the word say? That's why when people get, when they get to the place where they emo, and it's just about them and how they feel and how they think and what they, shut up. What does the word say? Nobody cares about your emotions. Nobody cares about what you think, how you feel. Paul said, I don't even trust my own judgment. Nobody cares. Say it with me. Nobody cares about your emotions. Nobody cares. Nobody cares how you feel. In the end, we all got to do what? Line up with scripture. After you get out your emotions, 
You got to line up with scripture. This is where he got her at. Watch this. Did God really say to you, you must not eat from the fruit of any tree in the garden? Of course, verse 2, of course we may eat fruit from, from the tree in the garden. The woman replied, or emotions replied. <laughs> or you emotionally, that's, that's what she did. She applied in, in emotions, with emotions. This ain't intellect. She emotionally replied to him. This is what we do when Satan does not have conversations with your intellect. He has conversations with your emotions. He convinced her that she was lying, that God was lying to her. She said, of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. The woman replied, it's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. And here it goes. God said. Who said? God said. You must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. Now, God didn't say that. Adam said that to her. God said, don't, you can eat from every tree, but don't eat from this tree. He didn't say don't touch it. Adam told her not to touch it because he was supposed to feed it to her. It's the, it's the emotions, ladies, can I talk for a second? It is the emotions of a woman that make a man shut his ear, shut his ear off to you. God said do it. The moment you get emotional, God said it is illegal to listen to her. Satan cursed her, cursed Adam and said, he said, I'm cursing you because you heeded to that woman's voice over mine. A woman's emotions is a voice. He said, you heeded. Now watch this. You heeded. Heed means to listen and obey. It's okay for us to listen, but we can't obey. We take instructions only from, from our father. We do not take instructions from women. We do not. We take instructions from the word. So if you come to us and you tell us what the words say, we ain't got no choice. Your authority is in telling us what the word says. That's why I say nobody cares how you feel. In the end, we all got instructions, don't we? <laughs> come on. In the end, we all have instructions. Husbands, love your wives. That's our instruction. Don't deal with her harshly. That's our instructions. Children, obey your parents. That's the instructions. Who said that? God. Now, it's going to be some, some feelings and some emotions that say otherwise. Why I got to submit? Who said you got to submit? Who said we got to love? God said it. So in the end, we got to get to this point where it doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter how you feel. Only thing that matters is what does the word say? Once you know what the word say, you got a choice. You can eat from the tree of life or you can eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And if you eat from that tree, you're going to certainly die. 
which means you're going to lose position, which means the more you get out of the will, this is why Paul came, and this is why Paul said he forbid a woman to teach. This is why he said that. He don't forbid women, it's emotional women. It's women who are controlled by their emotions instead of the word. But it's the same thing with men. When you lead a woman, you can't, you got to lead it according to what the word says. We don't have a choice. I know this don't feel good, but if you eat it, <laughs> it'll bring life. If you eat it, it'll, be, it'll give you the proper maintenance. My wife was talking to me the other day, and she said something to me. She said something to me. She said, um, she was telling me how she breaks down her day according to a virtuous woman. And the moment she said that, the father prompted in my spirit. I said, baby, that's righteousness right there. That's seeking righteousness. You going in the scriptures, finding out your role. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Come on. How we know he good. You see him practicing righteousness. The steps of a good man, are, or he told you what a good man looked like. They putting the word in them. They're praying. They're fasting. They're reading the word. He told you what the steps of a good man look like. Why did he tell you that, lady? So when you go to look for one. <laughs> so if you find him and he's not doing that and you choose him, this is what it means to be unequally yoked. Y'all ain't, this ain't the right crowd for this, is it? This ain't the right crowd for this, is it? <laughs> Let me continue. He said, you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. Satan said, you won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. Now, he was telling the truth, but he was lying. Okay, he was telling the truth. She was already like God, but he knew that the moment that she ate the fruit, her eyes would be open, and she would be like God. She would know things that she was not mature enough to handle. Right now, we like God, but we know things that we're not mature enough to handle. We're liking, we're just not mature enough to handle everything. And, <laughs> and that's what Satan does. He tries to get you to do something before your maturity time. You're 100% Nepios, and, and he said, go start a church. You ready. <laughs> you ready. He'll tell you, you ready. And he'll tell you to go do the thing. You ready for ministry, right? No, you're not. Nobody's ready for ministry. <laughs> I was talking to a pastor. He'd been there for 10 years. I was talking to him. And I said, look, I'm just a rookie. He said, I've been doing it for 10 years, and I'm still a rookie. Okay. You would never know how to do this thing. Verse 6. Now, verse 5 says, God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. Verse 6. Now, out of all the stuff that was said, that she said God said, God said this, God said that. This is, this is us. After Satan spoke to her, verse 6, it says, the woman was convinced. 
Then it says she saw that the tree was beautiful and the fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. She just exchanged the wisdom of God for the worldly wisdom. He changed her perception by getting her to eat his words because the fruit that was on the tree was actually just conversation. It wasn't a real apple. The, the, the fruit is, is, is information. The fruit is content. The fruit is a conversation. She just ate the fruit. When he came to her and he deceived her and he told her that, that I know your father said this, but he lying to you. That's what the fruit is. It ain't no apple, no oranges. That's why the Bible says that the, uh, 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 that um, love is a, is a fruit of the Spirit. So, he, she saw that the tree was beautiful and, it, and, and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted wisdom it would give her. So, she took some of the fruit, she ate it, then she gave some to her husband who was with her, which, which is, watch this, who was with her. Now, the scripture says, he was with her, and he ate it too. So what it let you know that this happened in her mind. It wasn't a physical snake. The snake did roll up on her, and Adam looking at a snake talks to his wife. This was just like when Jesus was in the wilderness. Satan wasn't there with him talking to him. Satan was talking to his mind. Turn this stone into bread. And, say, and Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. But every word that proceeded out the mouth of God. I don't eat what you tell me to eat. I only eat from my father's table. This happened in her mind. Where is it happening with you? In your mind. It's happening in your mind. The argument is happening in your mind. The disrespect, the jealousy, the envy, the strife, the malice, it's happening in your mind. Ain't no snake rolling up to you talking to you. Because the Bible said Adam was right there. So what she said, so he said something. She, uh, 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 the, the serpent said something to Eve, then Eve said something to Adam. And Adam came into agreement with it. And the Bible said the moment, verse Seven said that the, at that moment their eyes were open, and suddenly, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. Verse eight: When the cool evening breeze was blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid. So now they hid. Then the Lord God called. To the man. Where are you? He knew where they were. He wasn't talking about location. He was talking about connectivity. He wasn't talking about location. He wasn't talking about where you were. You didn't come to church. <laughs> He's talking about connectivity. He's talking about I, me and you were on one accord. Now we're not. I can feel it. I know when we're not on one accord. You know when you ain't on one accord with the Father, don't you? 
It's the reason why we tell you to stay off social media, because after you, so long on social media, you can feel the connection leave. Stop playing. <laughs> That's why we say, don't listen to this music, don't watch this, because what's going to happen is you're going to lose connection. It was a connectivity. They went from hearing him and, and walking around with no clothes on to all of a sudden now, they, watch this, they're ashamed of who they are. Come on, who am I talking to? All of a sudden now, they're, and even, it's, they're the only two there and they're still judging themselves. They done lost total God conscious from a conversation. He told them, the moment you eat this, you're going to die. There ain't no death meant we lose the relationship. They didn't know that death meant canceling the covenant. So he replied, verse 10. He said, where are you? He replied, I heard. I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. <laughs> I was afraid. Because I was naked. The next thing said, who told you that you were naked? So, what have you ingested? What have you eaten? That now, all of a sudden, everything that somebody say, you take it in. <laughs> the father said, this is who you are. Everybody else says, this, this is who you are. And you can't agree with him. This is where we are. I created you to be this thing, and now you're competing and comparing. Watch this. Now he's intelligent. He can think for himself. Verse 12, I'm about to close. The man replied, it was the woman you gave me. <laughs> Who gave me the fruit and I ate. Then the Lord asked the woman, what have you done? She said, the serpent deceived me. That's why I ate. So, in talking about an appetite for demotion, remember, the battle was for the soul. Satan won this battle. Y'all know that? Satan won this battle. But this is how Satan deceives you. He gives you something to eat. He puts a thought in your mind. He don't tell you to disobey. The, he didn't tell you to be, be disobedient. He convinced her that what the father was telling her was wrong. The battle was for the soul. That's why after this, after the fall, and how he dealt with people, he said, choose this day who you're going to serve. Now the fall is over. <laughs> he said, now it's your choice. Choose this day who you're going to serve. And it was time when he asked the entire Israel, 
Choose this day who you're going to serve. And every time we know what they said, we're going to serve the Lord. Two days later, they complain. Two days later, they murmur. He said, choose life or death. Choose blessings or curses. You choose. Now, that was before he gave the ransom. That was before he gave the ransom. Before he gave the ransom, Renee, he said, you choose. Now, after the ransom has been paid, because that's what redemption is. You know redemption means deliverance. Do you know that, that redemption means deliverance? It literally means that the father has the receipt that says he paid the ransom. So you should never be bound by anything. Do you know that deliverance is a part of salvation? Do you know healing is a part of salvation? He never put us in a situation after the cross that we would need man to get those things. Only to learn them. So before... He sent the ransom. Before the sacrifice, the propitiation, he said, you choose. Choose death or choose life. Choose blessings or choose curses. Now, after the ransom, Paul comes to the church and he said, I beseech you, brothers. I urge you, brothers, by the mercy of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. He didn't, act, he didn't say choose. He said, I urge you, present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Then he says, be not conformed to this world. He's telling you what to do. You ain't got to think. <laughs> you, you don't need an opinion for this. He told us what to do. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, which means leave the world alone and come into the church and get your mind conformed. You can't listen to the world and listen to the church. You're going to be double-minded. The Bible says that a man that is double-minded is unstable in all his ways. And watch this. What's the, what's the rest of that? He should expect nothing from the Lord. He said, Jeremy, <laughs> he said, God is at work in you, working in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. So do all things without murmuring and disputing that you will be children of God amongst a wicked generation. He didn't give us a choice. He said what to do. He said, be, be not conformed to this world. He said, but be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. And here we go. That we can prove it. That we can prove what is good, what is acceptable, and what is his perfect will. So he went from saying, choose who you're going to serve. Choose life or choose death to telling you, you got to prove it now. You need to present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him, 
And you do not need to be conformed to this world, but you need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Watch this. And that's how you kill the soul battle. Your soul battle is because you don't want to be conformed. You don't want the church to conform you. The word is an option. Leadership say something, it's an option. Where in the Bible did God ever give, I'm helping y'all. Am I helping you? Where in the Bible did God ever give the people permission to check his leader? Huh? Huh? Anybody know? Where, did in, the, where in the Bible did he give the people permission to say anything about his leader? That's why he tell you to pray for the president. Pray for the president. Don't talk about him. Pray for him. He said pray for him. He didn't say, you don't have nothing to say about him. But we in America where everybody got an opinion. <laughs> and then it comes into the church. But you have a leader that don't care nothing about what y'all say. Because I know. If I do, I get in trouble. I got to hear from him. What I look like listening to the people that he told me to leave. That's not being disrespectful. That's being biblical. I'm, I can't listen. If I do, I end up where I should be giving y'all something to drink. I'm swinging at you. And then I can't get in the promised land. Because I didn't slap So it's not, this, it's not a disrespectful thing, but you got to understand, when you hold this position here, you have to hear from him. As a man in your household, you better hear from him. You feel me? There's nowhere in the Bible he said, listen to your wife. Do what your wife tells you. Even in, the, even in, the, even in society, he said, God is the head of Christ. Christ is the head of man. Man is the head of woman. He put the order. Who put the order? The Father. And he said, be not conformed to the world because the world has opinions. They got opinions about everything, don't they? You, it's not going to, the church, this ministry ain't going to be like that. This ministry is not going to be like that. It's not. We can't do that because the more, every time we do that, you know what we do? We dim our light. It becomes darkness. You know, complaining is darkness. Envy, jealousy, strife is dark. Those are fruit of darkness. Those things come from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The only way you end up in those things is because of what you eat. Satan is talking to you, and you're eating it. And then you want to bring it to me, but I'm not eating it. <laughs> I ain't Adam. That should have been the night title of the message. I ain't Adam. <laughs> I can't eat it. So if I give you a Heisman, <laughs> I had to. It wasn't disrespect. If you feel like your husband ain't listening to you, or you feel like your boss ain't listening to you, it ain't disrespect. There's an order. And he said, we got to prove. Amen? Amen? He said we have to prove what is good, we have to prove what is acceptable, and we have to prove what is his perfect will. 
We don't have an option. We don't have an option. Because the ransom has already been paid. Now we don't have an option. I'm going on because I'm teaching you. I, I, I needed to get in you. Because if not, when people come in here, you're going to feed them the wrong fruit from the wrong tree. And who's going to have to fix it? Me. <laughs> so we don't want to have an appetite for demotion. We don't want to eat ourselves out of success that belongs to us. Complaining, griping, jealousy, envy, strife. You know how many people have? Oh, let me close. What is your appetite for? I'm closing. What is your appetite for? Do you hunger and thirst after righteousness? Because the Bible says if you do, you will be filled. Is your meat and drink to do your father's will? Are you eating the bread of life? Are you eating his flesh and drinking his blood? You know when he said that, how many people left? Six, he had 72 followers. 60 left. Because they didn't have no revelation. Paul prayed this, be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual. What are you filled with? You're only filled with what you're eating. Are you filled with indignation? Are you filled with envy, strife, malice, deceit? It's only because that's what you're eating. If it's rage there, we're going to talk about it all this, in this series. Because some, sin is a soul sickness. Sin is a soul sickness. Sin lets you know that your soul is sick. When you can't fall in line with the word, it's letting you know my soul is sick. I'm always angry. I'm always bitter. I have wrath. I have malice. I have deceit in me. This is my, it's letting me know I am sick. And what I need to do, I need to eat the word. I need to eat more word. I need to align myself with truth. Because the truth does what? It sets you free. From what? All of the tree, the fruit that comes from the knowledge of good and evil. Last statement and we're going to pray. I told y'all last Sunday that the father woke me up and he said if, if Adam is the first Adam and Jesus is the last Adam, then Eve is the first Eve and the church is the last Eve. The church is the last Eve. Whatever we feed the world is what they're going to eat. Whatever we feed our families is what they're going to eat. Whatever, if you ain't, if, if you're not feeding them light, then you feed them darkness. Whatever we feed them, they're going to eat. If you're impatient, ungodly, unholy, then that's what you feed them. Then what does that mean? The kingdom has no representative. And the Father can do nothing, Charles, in earth without us. People ask the question all the time, well, why, if God real, why he let all this stuff happen? Because he gave it over to us and we make it happen. We're making this thing happen.